Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Buying on a whim. Is that something you would do? It is something some people do. And there's ups and downs as it relates to buying on a whim. And we're going to get to learn today about what those are. What are the biggest ups and what are the biggest downs as it relates to buying a house on a whim? I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ryan Decker. And we're part of the Decker team. And this is the inside track on real estate with the Decker team. And we're thrilled that you're joining us because together we're going to get to explore all of those ups and downs about buying on a whim. And at first blush, I thought it was going to be kind of a down show. Mm -hmm. And then as Ryan and I talked more about it in preparation during our pre-show and between this show and the pre-show and before the pre-show, we realized that actually there are some really good ups about buying on a whim, not just the thrill of it, because there's a thrill. If done properly. Right. So we're going to get into all those details in just a moment. And so buying on a whim. Seriously, one of the questions people have asked me is, does anybody do that? Does anybody actually buy a house? Like it's a big deal. Half a million dollars, three quarters of a million dollars. Does any, maybe more, maybe less. Does anybody really do that on a whim? The answer to that question is, at first, sadly, yes. And on second look, if you do it right, it may not be so sad. It may turn out to have a really happy ending. And so, Ryan, what are, what's that one thing that's probably the biggest deal? Yeah, the biggest deal. I'm going to say to you, what's the biggest deal, the biggest consideration, the biggest factor if I'm going to buy a house on a whim, or in fact, if I'm going to buy a house at all, this is probably still the right answer. And a bigger deal, a bigger cost, if you don't get this right, if you're buying on a whim. What is that, Ryan? Well, can I tell a story? You're going to start with a story instead of answering the question? Well, I'll answer it through a story. How's Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. So okay. we're going with it. We're going to go. So we're going to trust that you're okay with it too. So when I was in uh, college at the time, I wanted to buy my first house and I'd been saving up for it for a very long time. And I was actually in BC tree planting. And you guys called me and said, I think we found the right house for you. And you bought it or I bought it without ever seeing it. So to me, that's the definition of buying on a whim, never seeing it never getting to experiencing it, not, I didn't do a building inspection, I did nothing. Right. right? I just came, got my keys, and walked in the door. That you gave that. us some money. I gave you some money, yeah, and I did interview some tenants because it was going to be a rental slash where I lived. Um, so I got to do that before I moved in, but that's about it. So to me, that is the definition of buying on a whim. Well, it's certainly an example of buying on it a whim. Sure is. Sure is. And uh -huh. so what I'd like to say about that, though, is I was represented. So although I bought it on a whim, per se, I wasn't there. I hadn't seen any other houses. So I technically saw zero houses before buying one. True. Um, and you'd only really just started talking about it 
once you Seriously. left town yeah. and were living. to make enough money to right. finally do it. And you were living in a tent mm -hmm. with a buddy. Yep. For the summer, not like he didn't live in a tent all the time. No, just we in didn't, the summer. Like not in our backyard. He actually <laughs> got to live in the house with us until yes. that point and then went away in the summer to tree plant. And so you hadn't seriously even considered it very much. Not seriously. No. Right. I hadn't been, you know, looking or I knew kind of what I wanted. Um, but again, I, I got to see the pictures of this home after it was bought. True, actually. So because he didn't have great Wi-Fi, so it wasn't like yeah, no. I right. had to go to the uh, the library to get reception and go on the internet. So it was it was an interesting season. Um, so again, buying on a whim. However, out of all the properties I've bought since, I would say that one was the best property so far. And so, how do you buy on a whim and still mm -hmm. succeed at a high level? And it's, in my opinion, being represented by people who are in it every day, mm. who really want the best for you, and mm. um, are aware of what you want. So yeah. I'm not saying you should, you know, buy a house without seeing it. I think it's important to experience it, see if it'll work for your family, those things. Um, but if you're missing that representation piece um, for value, for location, for... Um, condition for possibility for zoning for I mean the list goes on and on mm -hmm. um, it's really really important to have that representation so, so that's the long answer to your question so the short answer was representation right which is somebody that actually has your best interest at heart mm -hmm. and they're on ground and they're experienced and this is what they do day to day to day right and know what they're actually well, what you're looking for yeah. and then what they ought to look for that you don't even know to look for. Right. That's actually the beauty in representation. It's, you know, after having been in this industry almost 30 years and watching the transitions through where there was, like, did you know? Did you know there was no representation available for buyers when it came to residential property until 1995 is really when that became, it was mid-90s, when that became a possibility. Before that, like in 1992, in 1980, in 1970, 1960, since organized real estate in residential in Ontario, and we'll swap, speak specifically of Ontario, and even more specifically of Ottawa area, because that's what we know intuitively really at this point yep. right and even ryan knows it intuitively and i say even ryan because he's only been in the industry you know eight years mm -hmm. which is a long time and then yet not a long time right and what's interesting about markets is they go through cycles so this is the first mm -hmm. time since i've been in eight years that it's actually gone to a fairly strong seller's market Mm -hmm. Before that, it was either an equal market or a buyer's market. Um, and so the shift, even though eight years is a long time to understand real estate and you know how to do it well, the shift in the market really changes how I have to operate inside the industry. Right. And Ryan's eight years, it's a bit of a um, falsehood. Actually, use that word on the show? Yes, I did. And the reason it's actually a falsehood is because really he's been around the industry and listening to us, listen, because Ken being in the industry as well as myself, being partners 
in the business and partners in life and partners raising our kids, there wasn't always a lot of separation because we were, right? Even partners at church, like everything we do, we've really done together. Now, I don't go to the soccer games very often. It's just a couple of times a year that I'll go to Ken's soccer game. And he doesn't come to my women's retreats too often. He's been, but that's another whole story. And so the idea that Ryan's really been around the industry since he was 10 months old. So his first words were actually real estate related. And another thing I want to say on that is... <laughs> That's because, almost a... Is that good? Yeah, I don't know. It's good and bad. Um, yeah, when you eat, sleep, and breathe it, it's just part of who you are. So it's right. not really good or bad. It's just part of life at that point. Um, one thing I do want to say, though, is because um, I'm on the Decker team, yeah. we do a lot more business than many, many agents... And so when you're doing a lot more business, you're learning a lot quicker. Mm. So the average agent, I get, I don't know, five or six times experience every year that the average agent gets. And so that eight years to the average agent is much bigger. Hmm. So there are other agents like me that do lots of business and have lots of experience at eight years. And there's also some that have been in it for 20 years that have less experience. So it's not hmm. like you go to work nine to five. So it's very different how much you do each year can vary. That's interesting, actually. And so Ryan actually is kind of brilliant. I guess he is my kid, right? Come on, give me that one. Sure, we'll give it to you. Okay, he's going to give me one. Woo, kind of excited about that. So there is brilliance in what he just said because it's not just time. It's what did you do in the time you were in the industry? I'm sure you can think about coworkers that you work with or people you've seen in different professions that had maybe been in it for a long time, but really had dabbled in it rather than giving it their all. Or even somebody that works full time, but doesn't invest everything they've got in the hours when they're actually on the task. They're just kind of, have you ever seen anybody doing text messaging and Facebook during office hours and that kind of stuff? Well, it's not really time on the job or time in the career. So there's, that's really wise. Mm -hmm. hmm, good. So you want to look for representation. So we're still on point number one. And you think, wow, spend that much time on that? Well, because it's really all-encompassing. It really is. Because if you have that piece, you've actually covered all the rest of the topics we're about to talk about. Yeah, you actually have. Right. And so it's vital in the representation that you find and locate a realtor that obviously you know, because if you know them, a friend, a relative may be good, may not be good. And here's where you would decide whether that is or isn't, is whether they actually have the experience and the knowledge and the expertise. What is their base? Can they actually represent you well? So if you have somebody you know that can represent you well, well, it probably doesn't get any sweeter than that. Because not only do they care about their profession and their industry and the people in it, they actually care already about you. So having somebody you know is actually an amazing piece, right? Be, yeah. Provided they have the experience and provided you can trust them. Mm -hmm. Got to be able to trust them and got to like them. If you're thinking, I know this person, I trust them, I don't actually like them much. 
probably not the right realtor, right? right? So looking for somebody that can actually protect you. And not that you need protecting per se, you're wise, you're intelligent, you probably know what you're looking for, and yet the ins and the outs of the real estate industry and the ins and outs of house buying, unless you've done it a few thousand times or at least a few hundred times, there's not a lot of expertise there. It'd be kind of like me going to your place of work and after two weeks of training, thinking I could do it. Probably, well, maybe I could do it. Probably not very well. So, thoroughly. Thoroughly, or finding the errors. So, I want to jump to point number two. Okay. Ready? Well, okay. We'll come back to it if there's time. Okay. So, um, everyone knows this. Yes. The three L's of real estate, which are location, location, location. Yep, they are the three L's. Three L's. If you get the location wrong, actually everything else is wrong. And so sometimes when you're buying on a whim, when you're not represented, so there's the down. If you're not represented, this whole conversation of buying on a whim is nothing but bad news. Short of the thrill maybe in that first few minutes when you've bought it and you're on a high and you're flying and you're excited. And then you come crashing. Crashing because probably it was a really lousy decision. Maybe. Probably. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it works out. So I don't want to say probably. I don't want to be that harsh. Oh, well, I'm, if there's nobody making sure that the questions and the discussions and the considerations have been done on the front end, then it can be horrible. It sure can. Okay. I've got an eye twitch over this one. <laughs> like, that's how distressing the thought is to me of somebody actually calling the listing agent seeing the sign on the lawn and going in without knowing even what questions to ask. Even if they get somebody to represent them in that moment, is it really the representation that best serves you? That, mm, okay, anyway, you were on location, 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 and I'm still stuck back there on representation because really, as Ryan said a minute ago, if you get that piece right, like really right, everything else is taken care of. So the next one I want to talk about, because location, location, location will vary greatly depending on the property, the zoning, um, mm-hmm. the traffic, what's above it, uh, air traffic, like just everything. Train traffic. That. Train traffic. There's Bicycle so traffic sometimes. sometimes. Even walking traffic. Yeah. Dog traffic, school traffic, like school bells. I mean, there's so many different things to think about. Go with location, location, location. Yeah. So there's, there's something else that I tell people, and it's not just the three L's, it's LCP mm-hmm. or LPC, depending on how you want to say it. And that's location, condition, and price. LCP. So location. if you get a really cruddy location right. in cruddy condition right. at an excellent price, right. it may not be a problem. It may be a good decision. It, may, it might be. Or if you get a cruddy location with great condition and a decent price, Maybe it's a good fit for you. So there's there's different things that those three kind of play together. Um, if you don't have those three pieces, you can't really answer it. Now, when I say credit location, I mean credit location for someone else, not necessarily you. Well, no, you've because got if it. It's a credit location, regardless of the price, it's not going to work. Right. So, and yet there is a home that I've met. Mm-hmm. Huh, I've met many homes like 
30,000 homes inside and looked at them and viewed them and gotten to know them kind of personally, there isn't a home that isn't saleable. Right. They're all saleable. So location, condition, and price are the three biggies after we have already handled that location, location, and location is the first three things. Now, some of the properties do need to be bulldozed. Yes, they do. But However, the, the land is still saleable. So right. I just want to caveat that. True, because we have sold properties for land value only, and the thing that needed to happen was the house needed to be taken off the lot. And in fact, the value of that property went up once the house was taken down, right? So it's, it's knowing that in representation, again, will solve that problem. Great representation, not just, it's not about signing the piece of paper. It's about having somebody that can actually stand behind what they've signed and what you've signed. And here's a piece of representation. I know I'm back there. You're back there. I am. I'm probably going to live there for a whole show. Part of that is a lot of times I've had folks say to me, and maybe you've said it to me, that, well, I'm signing. I'm committing to you when I sign a buyer representation or sign an exclusive listing representation or an MLS listing representation. True. And I'm committing, the Decker team is committing to you. And that's as big a deal as it is you committing to us. And that's why we do something kind of unique. We do something called an easy exit agreement. And it's probably as much for us. Well, it is, actually. It's as much for us as it is for you. And what I mean by that is, if for some reason the relationship's not working, meaning we don't any longer really like each other, we don't trust each other, there's just, you want more money than the market's going to bear, There's you want me to do something that's unethical, which I know wouldn't be you, and yet have been asked. Uh, many times, and so not always even on the front end. Even with clear expectations going in, sometimes the um, hmm, inappropriateness of really the relationship moving forward wasn't clear or wasn't seen at the front end. So the easy exit guarantee is as well for the Decker team as it is for you, which just means if it's not working, we get to shake hands, tear up the contract, and part friends. And we do that with all of our contracts, regardless of how long they are, because truly, if it's not working for you, it's not working for us, and we're really, really much better off to part friends than hold each other to something we don't want to be held to. It's just a horrible situation. Well, life's too short, right? Yeah. You know, if it's not working for you, then let's move on, because it's not going to work for us either. So let's help you find someone who can. Yeah. Um, doesn't happen very often. No. However, we do leave that out there just in case. Um, so, yeah. Now, I'm moving us forward again. Okay, good. So, like okay, go ahead, train, Ryan. Trying for it. Um, <laughs> like so, a freight train? Like a freight train, moving forward, slow and steady. Um, condition. <laughs> so, one thing I want to say about this is we see a lot of those shows on TV, and I have a hard time watching them, um, about, you know, flip. You know, you buy, fix and flip, and, you know, it doesn't really matter. We'll just do the renos, and this place is going to be worth three times as much. It's going to be excellent. Um, oh, man, I struggle with this. So this is where my eye starts to twitch. And so... <laughs> so, so we both have twitchy eyes so just for different things. Yeah. So, for example, I'm just going to tell another story because okay. this is, I think, where it goes. So I had a client who called me up and said, Hey, Ryan, I bought this house a while ago. 
It's not turned out the way I want it to. Um, and I didn't help them. He wasn't your client. He wasn't my the... client at that time. Thank said, you. Hey, um, do you think you could help me sell it? I went, for sure I can. Let's take a look. And so I went through this house um, and it had been torn to shreds. They were supposed to be fixing it and flipping it. They got halfway through the renovations and went, oh, too much for us. Don't have the money or don't have the time or the energy or any of the above. And for them, I think that was a combo, but it doesn't matter. Um, and they ended up having to sell it at a discount from what they bought it for because they torn it apart. And so, Ouch. you know, it hurts. And so I keep telling people, real estate renovations is like a marriage. If you're not going to see it through to the end, it's going to take half of what you own. I know it's bad, but it's that kind of strength of, you know, a marriage is foundational that it's staying together. If it's not going to stay the test of time, it's going to hurt everybody. And my opinion is same with renovations. If you don't have the experience, if you don't have the uh, finances, if you don't have the time, it's really going to burn you. And so I'm really, really careful with my clients, buying clients, to help them find the right home with the right amount of renovations that fits their budget, that fits their time, and that they'll actually make a profit. Because in Ottawa, profit is sometimes hard to get unless you're a contractor and this is what you do every day. It's hard to find a fix and flip that's just a no-brainer. I don't know that they exist, actually, in right. Ottawa. Exactly. Right. So, I mean... I do know they there. really don't exist. Well, pretty much. They're, the Ottawa market's pretty tight. It's a very stable market. That's the up of it. That's the fantastic part about Ottawa. And then the challenge that goes along with that is there's not... You're not buying a house 10 cents on the dollar or even 50 cents on the dollar. If you buy a home in Ottawa, 90 cents on the dollar, meaning the value is 100000 and you buy it for 90 and I know those aren't real prices. I totally get that. And yet it's just the example, right? It's easier math when we stick with those basic. Um, and so you might in Ottawa buy something at a 10% discount. Maybe. 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 Do you hear that? Maybe. And generally speaking, not. So, and especially in this market. Oh, in this market, it's even you know. tighter. Well, because it goes on the market depending on your location, mm-hmm. and the price is going to be a lot more. Um, now, do you have a story about that? I do. Well, the, kind of a story about that, but also a story just about counting the cost. Counting the cost big picture. Because if you're going to buy on a whim, there may not be time to, to consider everything there is to consider. So the fastness of a decision. And that doesn't mean you don't buy your first house, like Ryan explained. I have hundreds of clients that bought one of the first three houses they ever saw, mm-hmm. right, in person. So that's part of the, the neat thing today is we get to do so much searching online. We've already ruled out things that are in a location we're not willing to deal with. We've already ruled out things that we just actually helped a client not very long ago who fell in love with the property. They found it on the internet, loved it, loved it, loved it, called us and said, we're ready to go. We called the listing realtor. They tell us it's fantastic. And we said, well, we're thrilled before you just went in and bought it with the listing realtor that you called us. Let us do a little bit of research. Found out that there had been a junkyard basically on that property, right, adjacent to it for a very long time. There was no evidence of it now in the aerial current aerial photos. And yet by finding old aerial photos, and so it would have required 
an environmental assessment, which the sellers weren't prepared to do. So run, run far and run fast because it's a bad idea. So just having somebody that can do the research will hugely help. So that's one story, counting the long-term costs. And then another is if you're going to move, this is another client from just the other day. And this is whether it's your first house, your fifth house, your 10th house. You want to move ideally not that frequently because the cost, now other than if you're buying investment properties, but then you're not buying, you're just accumulating you're investment selling. properties. You're, you're not selling, buying. right? You're just buying. Thank you, Ryan. Mm -hmm. He helps me. Do you, do you notice how he even helps me and I help him? And that's really what it's all about is helping each other to make sure that the decisions are solid, that there is no discrepancy in the future. So if you move too frequently. Yeah, there's it, a big cost to selling a home. And moving. Right. So we don't want to do that. Sometimes when this client the other day said, you know, maybe I could buy a house for 75, 100,000 less than this one that I like. So let's just go out and make sure that none of these are better. And I, we stood on the porch and it was okay. The others weren't bad. And I said, my question, well, I have many questions, but here's one question. And this is a great question to ask yourself. If I buy this home that is $100,000 less and I can afford, I have the ability to purchase the more expensive home, will I move sooner? Will I already, in essence, have almost outgrown the home before I move in? So my if question, you buy the less expensive one. Right. Right. That was, right. right. See how we still need to help each other. It's so good. So if you buy the less expensive one, will you move sooner? Because if you will move three or four or five years sooner, it's a bad thing. A, there may not have been enough equity, so now you're actually reducing your equity position while well, you're reducing it no matter when you make the move, really, based on the cost of selling, the, the legal fees, the building inspections, the moves, the realtor fees, like land transfer tax, inspection fees, renovation fees. There are just so many costs associated to making a move that you want to make sure the decision you make is one that will hold you for a reasonable length of time. Mm -hmm. Count the cost. Yeah. Count the cost. There's also, um, you know, we talk about not buying on a whim. That doesn't mean not buying with speed and intention. Right. So I want to make that clear. Oh, I've, please. I've helped people and they've lost out on houses because they weren't willing to move forward quick enough. And then they regretted it for the next year because they couldn't find anything else as nice. And I told them, this is a great buy. This is a great deal. You want to move forward. Mm. Um, and either I didn't say it right or maybe the trust wasn't built yet. Um, or they just weren't ready. They just weren't ready. It happens. And so they weren't willing to move quickly because maybe they thought it was buying on a whim. But when you're represented by someone who knows and who cares and who you mm -hmm. can trust, um, you can buy quickly and it's still not be on a whim. Right. And we have a great resource if you're looking for just like, how do I get some more information? How do I make sure that what you're telling me is actually what, you know, the real deal? Well, we have an ebook, Selling, Buying, Investing, Made Simple in the Ottawa area. If you're interested in that, just send us a quick email to info at Decker team and just say ebook. And it's the only ebook that we're from that site anyway, that we're going to be offering right now. So if you would like to get that, 
that may be a great thing. And know, too, that when you have a question, you're thinking, you guys barely touched it. You're right. You're actually right. There is way more information and knowledge that we could have in there isn't enough time in this little chunk of time to give you everything. So if you have a question, you can email us and ask us, info at DeckerTeam.com. And our commitment to you and our promise to you is we will answer every question. And if it's a question we think many are asking, which is usually the case, we will answer it right on the show. So representation key number one to the up of buying on a whim. What you want to do?